Welcome to Money Life. I'm Chuck Bentley. It's great to have you with us today. I'm so glad you're listening, whether you're driving in your car right now, maybe you're jogging around the track or on a treadmill somewhere with your headphones on. Maybe you're one of those that listens by podcast or online. Maybe you're in a foreign country. But I'm so glad you joined us, and I'm so glad you're a part of this program. Uh, I found a blog the other day online that was mentioning Money Life and suggesting that their readers go online and listen to Money Life. And the person writing the blog lives in Papua New Guinea. I was just blown away by that. But thank you for being a part of what we're doing here and for all your encouraging cards and letters and emails. I always love hearing from you. Now, you and I both know something is going on right now, and that is our national government is taking on huge amount of debt. And right now, I don't see any way that it's going to reverse course for some time. And I think what we need to take away from that is that if our government is spiraling out of control and they're spending away our national prosperity, that that should be a clear sign to you that it's time for you to live contrary to the ways of the world. Do you realize you do not have to be impacted by the decisions that the government makes if you're prepared? Now, if you're not prepared and taxes go up and interest rates go sky high and we experience hyperinflation, you're going to be impacted. But there are some ways to prepare for it and to be insulated from the decisions that other people are making about our economy. And one of those ways is to get debt free to get completely out of debt as fast as you can. If you don't, you run the risk of being whipsawed by the decisions of our national government. But if you do get debt-free, you have the opportunity to not only be insulated from it and not just to flaunt that you're better off than everybody else, but to be in a position to help those who did not get prepared. Well, I've been talking a lot about the common symptoms of financial bondage, and I've committed to go through some of those, each one, and help you understand how to overcome financial bondage, to understand exactly what to do. And I seldom get very prescriptive on this program, but today I'm going to go through a couple of the common symptoms of financial bondage, and I'm going to give you some homework some things I think you need to do about it, and you need to do it now. You're listening to Money Life. I'm Chuck Bentley. We'll be right back. Tired of struggling to pay your bills every month? Not sure where your money's going? Are you ready to get out of debt? Well, the way out isn't always to make more money. Often it's learning to manage what God has already given you. And Crown Financial Ministries has something that'll help you do that. Crown Envelopes is one of the most advanced online money management systems ever. It will help you easily create a home budget online in a secure environment and connect it to your bank and credit card accounts. Then Crown Envelopes will automatically track your spending, update your budget, and tell you how much you have left to spend in any budget category. You'll have access to your financial information 24-7 from home, work, even your cell phone, so you can always know where you stand financially and make informed decisions. Take control of your finances today and sign up for Crown Envelopes at crown.org. With Crown Envelopes, you can become debt-free. Again, Crown Envelopes is available at crown.org.
Welcome back to Money Life. I'm Chuck Bentley. Today we're talking about the common symptoms of financial bondage. Here's the one that I think is so common. In fact, it's so common, I think it's almost become acceptable. You're in financial bondage if you're preoccupied with thoughts about money all day long. And you're preoccupied with those thoughts about money so much so that it's robbed your peace with God. Now, there's another word for that. It means that you're worrying. It means that the financial bondage you feel and the stress you feel is converted into an actual activity of which you cannot escape, and that's being completely consumed with thoughts about how you're going to pay your bills, where the money's going to come from, how you're going to meet the needs of your family because money seems to be in short supply. You are continually stressed and living in worry. Now, some of you, before you decide this doesn't fit you, that you don't worry, and you've got it all under control, let's just broaden the audience a little bit. Maybe this is somebody you know. Maybe it's one of your own children who you see spiraling into a position that it's not going to have a good soft landing. And they live in constant financial worry. And possibly today's program is going to equip you to help them understand exactly what they need to do. Now, the Lord talks about worry head on in the scripture. And I think it may surprise you the advice he gives us. It comes from Matthew 6 when he says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet, your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? I think he's telling us there, it's a waste of time. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. Now, if this is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But, and here's the big turning point. Here's the pen in which the change hinges. He's about to give you an activity, an action, which will cause you to be able to stop worrying. He's told us that it's counterproductive. He's told us that it's a waste of time. He told us it's what the pagans do. And then it's a lack of trust and confidence in God when we're constantly worried. But he gives you an action, and here it is. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Now, I hope you don't miss that. Because it's a two-part solution. Maybe all you heard was stop worrying, and you said, I would like to. Uh, sign me up. I don't want to worry anymore. But there's a second part to it. Turn from worry and seek the kingdom of God. In fact, he said, seek it first 
as your top priority. Now, the word seek is a verb. Worry is a verb, and seek is a verb, so they're in competition. You have to stop doing the worrying in order to do the seeking. They're mutually exclusive. Turn from one, seek the other. It's an action item. It means a relentless pursuit, and it reminds me of a picture that I have in my mind when I think about seeking first the kingdom of God. And I've shared this story on the air before, but it's a story I'll never forget because back before the days of mobile phone, and I know I've just lost all my 20-something listeners, they're going, was there a day before mobile phone? Yes, there was. I was in an office, and the man I was sitting next to got a call from his wife that their three-year-old child was missing. She could not find him. In fact, it had been two hours since he had wandered from the house, and she had already called the authorities. They were on their way, and he needed to get home to help try to find the son. She had fallen apart, and when he hung up the phone, he ran to his car, and I ran right behind him and jumped in the car with him. We had a 30-minute drive with no communication with his wife because, again, no mobile phone. And when we got there, it looked like a scene from a Hollywood movie. The streets were barricaded off, or two or three blocks had been completely barricaded. And hundreds of neighbors and children had come out into the streets. It was a summer day. And they were on their bicycles, and they were going up and down the streets looking for this little boy. Uh, Helicopters were flying overhead. Firemen and rescue personnel were on the scene. People were everywhere searching for one little three-year-old boy. Across the street from their house, a piece of fence had been knocked down in a vacant home. And behind that house was a swimming pool that had had algae that had covered it for the past six months of being vacant. And it was completely green. The water was green and it was covered with algae. And there were scuba divers in that pool looking for their three-year-old son. I can tell you this that every single person at that moment as we were intensely looking for that little boy had forgotten to worry about what they were going to eat, what they were going to drink, or what they were going to wear. We were so consumed by the goal and the call to find that little boy that we weren't worried about anything else. It took over as our top priority Vanity and self-concern was gone. It rallied the entire neighborhood. You should have seen how intensely these little boys were focused, climbing over fences and knocking on doors and looking in garages and looking under cars and looking in trees. Everybody was doing their part. And it reminded me of God's call to us as the body of Christ, that we have a mission to accomplish, and we should seek to serve that mission, the kingdom of God, and to know his righteousness as our top priority. It's something that you engage in that consumes your heart. And when that consumes your heart, all the other priorities that the pagans run after are gone. They're mutually exclusive. And that's how you begin to change your priorities and to stop worrying. Well, we're going to talk more about this, and I'll tell you the rest of the story when we get back. I'm Chuck Bentley. You're listening to Money Life.
What would you say if I told you that in 10 short weeks you could decrease your debt, increase your savings, and strengthen your relationships while growing spiritually? Sound too good to be true? Well, all of these results are being reported by thousands who have completed the biblical financial study from Crown Financial Ministries. This 10-week study teaches you more than practical principles about managing money. It focuses on the life-changing truth of God's Word. Individuals are being transformed as they learn proven biblical principles and how to apply them to their finances. To find a biblical financial study group in your area, go online to the My Crown section of crown.org. And if there's not a Crown 10-week biblical financial study already planned in your area, consider starting one. To find out how, call 1-800-722-1976 or visit crown.org. Welcome back to Money Life. I hope you stay tuned to hear the rest of the story. I remember that day so vividly when the little boy was lost and there were hundreds of us looking for him. I remember thinking that he was probably uh, in the car. His mother had uh, a large van. It was an extremely hot day. I would estimate that inside the closed vehicle at that time of the year in Texas, it was probably 150 degrees in the car. I remember praying, Lord, I hope this is not one of those stories where this little boy had fallen asleep in the car and not been unloaded when the groceries came out, and he suffocated inside that car. Well, I went and opened the van, and uh, fortunately the little boy was not in the van. But I continued to pray that God would allow somebody in this group to find him. The pressure, the intensity, the fear of it all was just gripping. People were silent. There was no silliness. There was no uh, giddiness or messing around. Everybody was doing their part. Uh, after standing by the pool and watching the divers, uh, I could hardly take it anymore, and I went to look somewhere else. I checked into the living room of the home where the father, who was my friend, was standing with his wife, and they were standing praying, and a police officer was in their home as well. And right at that moment, he heard the words, Mommy? Mommy? And we all looked up, and standing at the top of the stairs was that little three-year-old boy wiping his eyes. He had been asleep in his own closet, covered up by dirty clothes. <laughs> he had been asleep for a three-hour nap. And I saw a policeman burst into tears. I saw a mother and father fall to their knees and thank God for an answer to prayer. And when we took that little boy outside and his dad held him up to that crowd, the cheering and the celebration was unbelievable. It covers me with cold chills to remember the joy of finding one little boy. Now, the Lord told us that if we had a lost sheep, we would go after it. We might have a hundred sheep and only one of them's lost, but we would go after it. And he was right. That's our heart attitude, those of us who love and care for other people. We go forth to serve others others, to bring others into the fold. God gave us that great commission, that mission that should be all-consuming, that we should mutually celebrate and rejoice when the lost have been found. 
And God wants our hearts to be gripped by that. He does not want your heart gripped by money. In fact, I truly believe that God wants you in a condition with your finances that you are free not to think about money, that you're free to quit thinking about it because even the rich can be preoccupied with thoughts of money. You know, the rich have a different set of fears, a different form of financial bondage. Many times they're worried about their losses. They're preoccupied with how much they have and the gravity of maintaining it. They're worried about being kidnapped. They're worried about theft. They're worried about children who are unmotivated because they have so much. You see, you can have financial bondage and preoccupation with the thoughts of money no matter how much you have. In fact, that worry has nothing to do with the amount of money you have. That's part of the deception of Satan. Your worry has everything to do with the condition of your own heart. What are you thinking about? The kingdom of God and seeking and pursuing his kingdom and his righteousness, or are you thinking about seeking and pursuing money? You see, God is a greater reward than more money. Seek God. Don't seek the money. The Lord told us that it's the solution. It's a common sense solution. Use your time and your energy and your money and your thought space to pursue knowing God. Reset your thinking. Be transformed by the thoughts that you have every day. And then the Lord said, all these other things will be given to you as well. All these other things the things that you're so preoccupied with, he says he takes care of those. If his kingdom and his righteousness becomes more dear to you than money, then he takes care of the other things. Now, that does not mean that you do not have responsibility for your bills, that you don't have responsibility to take care of your job and your career and your family. It does not mean that when you seek and pursue the things of God that you suddenly become irresponsible and unmotivated and you just say, well, because God's on my side and he's going to provide and take care of me, I'm not going to do anything. In fact, I believe it gives you greater reason to take care of your finances so that you can be totally consumed by the things that God wants to do with your life because you've let money become an obstacle. You've allowed money and the financial decisions that you've made become a hindrance to what God wants to do with your life because I can assure you that his purpose for your life is not simply to get your bills paid. God's purpose for your life is for you to make a difference while you're here on earth. And the money problem, it can either be a huge obstacle to accomplishing what he made you for, or it can propel you and free you and allow you to go forward with the dream that he's put in your heart to serve others, to be totally free to do the things that he wants you to do. So you've got to make a clear decision. A, stop worrying, and B, seek first the kingdom of God. Stop the activity on one side that's negative and begin the activity on the other side of this coin that's actually positive. It's God's prescription to free you from worry, and it will begin to transform your mind, and he will show you the way out of financial bondage following his principles. You're listening to Money Life. I'll be right back. 
Handling money God's way can be filled with challenges, and many questions can come up along the way. Wouldn't you like to have someone you can turn to when you're not sure what to do next? Well, you do. A Money Map Coach from Crown Financial Ministries. Money Map Coaches work one-on-one with you to develop a spending plan, get out of debt, and practically apply other biblical principles of stewardship to your everyday finances. Your coach will be with you each step of the way to help you make healthy, long-term improvements in your finances. Money Map Coaching is available in person in many areas and everywhere online. Either way, you'll get personal attention that's confidential and free. To find out what's offered in your area or to become a Money Map Coach yourself, call 1-800-722-1976 or visit crown.org. Get connected with a Crown Money Map Coach today. Call 1-800-722-1976 or go to crown.org. Welcome back to Money Life. I'm Chuck Bentley. Today we've been talking about the symptom of being preoccupied with thoughts about money and losing all of your peace with God. Uh, Another term for that is that you're a worry wart, that you're consumed by worry, you're consumed by stress and anxiety, and you can't seem to get free of it. But I believe that you can, and I promised you that I would give you some homework. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to spend the next 30 days starting your day, the very first moment of each day, when your mind is completely fresh, before you even get an opportunity to begin the worry process. You know, in the morning, we're fresh, just like the flowers as they begin to open up. We're ready to face a new day. Our body's rested. Our mind is clear. If you haven't worried yourself through all night long. But I want you to start for the next 30 days, every day, as your feet hit the ground, to spend 15 minutes reading and meditating on God's Word. That's a part of the commitment if you're truly going to seek first the kingdom of God. You're going to have to make an investment. You're going to have to change the habits that you have of starting the day listening to the news or reading the paper or maybe logging into the computer or checking your emails. I know how tempting it is to think you don't have time to do it. George Mueller actually tested it. He measured his productivity on the days that he spent time in God's Word first versus the days that he didn't. And he said after a lifetime of studying it that he could actually accomplish more in five hours of work after an hour in study and prayer versus six full hours of work without time in God's Word and praying. And I'm asking you to change your behavior for 30 days. Now, start wherever you're comfortable, read some section of Scripture, and then pray and start your day that way. Talk to the Lord. And then if you can't stop worrying, I want you to call one of our Money Map coaches. I want you to set up a time, call our office, and get plugged into one who can meet with you locally in person, or go online at crown.org, and I want you to say this, I'm trying to stop worrying about money. I've made a decision to seek God's ways. I want to live within God's economy. I want to be free of all the financial bondage I've suffered with, and I need your help. Chuck said that I had some homework to do. I had to begin reading God's Word every morning. I'm doing that. But he also said I should take action to begin to change my financial picture, to do something about it God's way. And here's what I think is going to happen to you. Somebody in your life is going to verify that you've stopped worrying. 
Someone in your life near to you is going to notice. It may be your spouse or your children or someone at the office, and they're going to say, wow, you seem at peace. And that day when that comes, I want you to write me and tell me. Well, I hope you've been encouraged. You've been listening to Money Life. I'm Chuck Bentley. I'll see you next time.